Bloom's Taxonomy of Learning. To remove some of the abstraction from Bloom's taxonomy, Wenderoth has translated her class material into the different levels of the taxonomy on an answer key to her tests. That is, for any given question, she provides a different answer for each level of the taxonomy, one that reflects learning at the level of knowledge, a more thorough answer that reflects understanding, a yet more complex answer that reflects analysis, and so on. When students get their tests back, they also receive the answer key and are asked to identify where their answers fell on the taxonomy and to think about what they need to know in order to respond at a higher level of learning. Closing the Achievement Gap in the Sciences Wenderoth and her colleagues have experimented with class structure and the principles of active learning to help those help close the achievement gap in the sciences. Poorly prepared students seldom survive entry-level science courses. As a result, even students whose interests and aptitudes might lead them to successful science careers never get through the door. For whatever reason, these students do not have a history from high school or family life of learning how to succeed in these highly challenging academic settings. Quote, For most of us who have found our way in the sciences, Wenderoth says, any time we fell, there was somebody around to help us up or to say, this is how you get up. You are taught that when things don't go well, you keep working anyway. You persevere. Unquote. In their experiments, Wenderoth and her colleagues have compared the results of low-structure classes, traditional lecturing and high-stakes midterm and final exams, with high-structure classes, daily and weekly low-stakes exercises to provide constant practice in the analytical skills necessary to do well on exams. They also teach students the importance of having a quote-unquote growth mindset. See the work of Carol Dweck, discussed in Chapter 7. That is, that learning is hard work, and that struggle increases intellectual abilities. The results. High structure classes in a gateway biology course significantly reduced student failure rates compared to low-structured classes, narrowing the gap between poorly prepared students and their better prepared peers while at the same time showing exam results at higher levels on Bloom's taxonomy. Moreover, it's not just whether the student completes the exercise, the practice exercises that matters. In the classes, where exercises count toward the course grade even at very low stakes. Students achieve higher success over the course of the term compared to students in classes where the exercises are the same, but carry no consequences for the grade. Quote, 
We talked to the students about how these are the habits of mind, Wenderoth says. This is the discipline that you have to have in order to succeed in the sciences. They've never thought, thought about that, that every discipline has a culture. We teach them to think like the professionals they want to become. And when they fall, we show them how to get up again. Michael D. Matthews, psychology professor, U.S. Military Academy at West Point. The pedagogical philosophy at West Point is founded on an instructional system called the Thayer Method, developed almost 200 years ago by an early superintendent of the academy named Sylvanus Thayer. The method provides very specific learning objectives for every course, puts the responsibility for meeting those objectives on the student, and incorporates, incorporates quizzing and recitation in every class meeting. Students' grades at the academy rest on three pillars of training, academic, military, and physical. Mike Matthews, a professor of engineering psychology at the academy, says the load on students is enormous, greater than the hours available to them. In order to survive at the academy, West Point cadets must develop an ability to zero in on what's essential and let the rest fall by the wayside. Quote, this is about having very high expectations across multiple dimensions and keeping them real busy, unquote, Matthews says. In fact, as stunning as it sounds, Matthews will tell a student, if you've read every word of this chapter, you're not being very efficient. The point is not, is not to slide your eyes over the words. You start with questions and you read for answers. There's little or no lecturing in Matthews's courses. Class opens with a quiz on the learning objectives from the assigned reading. From there on many days, students take to the boards. The classrooms have slate on all four walls, and a group of students are sent to each blackboard to collaborate on answering a question given by the professor. These are higher order questions that are, than are given in the daily quiz, requiring the students to integrate ideas from the reading and apply them at a conceptual level. It's a form of retrieval practice, generation, and peer instruction. One student is selected from each group to give a recitation to the class, explaining how the group has answered the question, and then the group's work is critiqued. All class meetings focus on constructs, not specific facts, and on the days the students do not take to the boards, they are engaged in other forms of exercise, demonstration, or group work aimed at understanding and articulating the larger concepts underlying the matter at hand. Clear learning objectives prior to each class, coupled with daily quizzing and active problem-solving with feedback, 
keep students focused, awake, and working hard. One of the most important skills taught at West Point is something learned outside the classroom, how to shoot an azimuth. It's a skill used for keeping your bearings in unfamiliar territory. You climb a tree or a height of land and sight a distant landmark in the direction you're headed, compass in hand, and you note how many degrees your landmark lies off of due north. Then you descend into the bush and keep working your way in that direction. Periodically, you pause to shoot an azimuth and make sure you're on course. Quizzing is a way of shooting an azimuth in the classroom. Are you gaining the mastery you need to get where you're trying to go? Matthews has had the privilege of seeing two of his students with Rhodes Scholarships. The most recent was Cadet Kylie Hunkler, now second Lieutenant Hunkler. Hunkler will be spending the next two years at Oxford University and then matriculating at Johns Hopkins Medical School. It was Hunkler who spoke to us of shooting an azimuth. Quote, everything at the academy is about, about self-responsibility, taking ownership, finding your own way to the objective, she said. The medical college admission test, for example, encompasses four major course blocks, reading, chemistry, physiology, and writing. For each of these blocks, Hunkler created the learning objectives in her head that she deemed most important and then set out to answer them as she studied. Quote, I took a practice test every three days, saw that what I got wrong and adjusted. Unquote. Shooting her azimuth, quote, a lot of students get hung up studying for months, trying to memorize everything. But for me... It was more about an under, understanding the concepts. So my azimuth check would be, okay, what is this question asking? What's the broader theme here? And does that match up with what I've outlined for this section? One of this book's authors, Rowediger, attended Riverside Military Academy in Gainesville, Georgia for high school. Riverside used the form of the Thayer method with students having daily quizzes, problem sets, or assignments to be completed in class. The range of ability of these younger cadets was much more varied than the elite U.S. <laughs> US military academy at West Point. But the Thayer method worked well. In fact, such methods that include daily participation are especially likely to help students who are not prone to work hard on their own as on their own outside of class. The Thayer method is a strong encouragement for them to keep at it and echoes what Mary Pathwanderoth above has found in her empirical studies that high structure classes help students who lack a history of using effective learning techniques and habits to develop them and succeed in rigorous settings.